Verdict. Episode 5. Silence of the Lamb. Just arrived here at the Hawthorne residence at a gated driveway. The words P.D. Hawthorne in gold metal letters are strapped across the wrought iron gate. And just in case you weren't aware who you were coming to see. Yeah, I'd place a heavy bet that says those initials stand for Pastor Dan, too. Oh, 100%. residence. Good morning. This is Abigail Kaplan. I have a 10:30 appointment with Jeannie Hawthorne. Mm, friendly bunch. Also remember to ask about their other son Jason. Find out what happened there. Could be a good key to understanding a little more where Chris is coming from. Just avoid getting into a debate about guilt or innocence here. Any word on getting an interview with him? I've reached out but nothing back yet. Okay. I'm kind of hoping he's a more honest source, seeing how he's on the outside of the brood now. Avoid discussing Shannon unless it comes up naturally. This family only seems to know how to give stock political responses to questions about appearances. Just establish the dynamic. Okay, if there's one thing I hope to teach you while you're with me, it's record everything. Because believe me, it's one thing trying to remember how to say it in an interview. You never want to have to remember what you said in court. Here we go. You good? Yeah, I can hear you. It'll be better once we get inside. Okay. Just wait here a minute. Let me go in first and figure everything out with the release. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Come in, please. Uh, hi there. Oh. Oh, morning. Sorry, Carolina, would you take the dogs outside? Oh, of course. Come on. Miss Kaplan, I'm Peyton, executive assistant to Jeannie and Dan. Good morning. Here are the release forms you sent over, all signed. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, are you alone? We were expecting to. My assistant's outside. I just wanted to make sure we were good to go before overcrowding. Hi there. Good morning. So, where do we, uh... Jeannie's ready for you in the drawing room, if you'd like to follow me. And would either of you like anything? Coffee? Water? We're both good. Thank you, though. Wow. This place is huge. It seems like a maze at first, but you quickly get used to it. I'm sure. Well, here we are. Jeannie, your 1030s here. Hi, come in. Welcome. Jeannie Hawthorne. Abigail Kaplan. You can call me Abby, though. This is my assistant, Sam. Well, it is a pleasure to meet you, Abby. And Sam, was it? No, sit, please. Y'all want anything? I'll have some food brought up if you're hungry. Oh, no, that's fine. Very kind of you to offer, but we ate before we left. Thank you, though. Forgive the mess. I tried to get the gardeners to come up this morning before you arrived, but they weren't available. Mrs. Hawthorne. Honey, please. You can call me Jeannie. Well, Jeannie, if my house was ever half as clean as this, I'd probably never go back in. <laughs> I'd just stare at it from the yard. Oh, you're too sweet. So, how are you? Well, um, as you know, we've been a little... Turned around the past few weeks with 
everything that's been going on, but we are pulling together. Parish needs us, and Dan won't let them down for the world. I must suppose that's a blessing. But we can't fall apart now. Even if we want to. <laughs> oh, God, I'm not a crier. Hawthorns don't cry. It's completely understandable. <laughs> It's not about being a Hawthorne right now. It's about allowing yourself to be human. You have a kind heart, Abby. I've just sat across from so many people in your situation. And they all think they're supposed to be dealing with it better than they are. I just can't afford to fall apart right now. But my family needs me. You know, it's like... Dan... Dan's the backbone of this family out in the world... But behind closed doors, inside these walls, it's me. I hear you, but the first thing you said to me was that your family have been a little turned around by this. Uh-huh. Jeannie, your family hasn't been turned around. Your whole world's been completely turned upside down. There's no way you're supposed to be feeling, and no way to know how you should be dealing with all this. No one can ever tell you how to prepare for something like this. And you know why? Stuff like this isn't supposed to happen. I can't lose another son. I can't. I already lost one. And if I lose another one, I don't know that I'll survive. Mama? Oh, hey, baby. We're in here. Oh, hey. Hey, Adeline. How are you? Fine. Thank you. It's good to see you again. You two met already? We met at church. Anyway, I'll just leave you be. You're welcome to join us if you'd like. No, thank you, ma'am. I just had a question for Mama, but it can wait. Do you have children, Abby? I do. I have a daughter. She's nine. It's a good age. Enjoy it while it lasts. But I'm still not pretending to know what you're going through. Darling, I hope you never do. Do you mind telling me what actually happened with your other son, Jason? You didn't ask Dan? I did. It's just... His answer wasn't particularly specific. But I, I can't think why. I mean, he should be able to tell you exactly what happened. Come to think of it, I, I wouldn't mind him telling me. I, I still can't make heads nor tails of it. But you must have a view on what happened. <sighs> oh, it was the stupidest thing. Just boys being hard-headed boys. Too stupid to stop fighting for their egos, if you ask me. And it all could have been avoided if they just could have remembered what we're all doing here instead of fighting over some meaningless nonsense that should never have been a thing to come between them. Can you tell me what the fight was about? They had a 
disagreement in their views on the existence of God. Or rather, Jason wasn't prepared to fall in line with his father's way of thinking. Have you ever heard of such a ridiculous reason for a man and his son to never speak again? I mean, I've gone over it a million times in my mind. But I don't know. I mean, maybe I should have said something or done something to get between them and slow them down at least. It was like watching a train that just kept gathering speed and they, they got madder and madder at each other until no one knew how to pull the lever to say, stop, let's not do this. You're my son and I love you. And this is the stupidest argument over a thing that doesn't exist. And it doesn't need to break us. No one knew how to say it. Including me, I guess. I'm pretty sure if we had, none of what was happening now would be happening at all. Jeannie, I want to thank you for your candor. And oh I, uh... You're so welcome, honey. Was that everything? I just have one other question that you're under absolutely no obligation to answer. I'm pretty sure we're past that point a few miles back down the road, don't you think? Do you believe in God? Honey, when I married Dan, I knew one thing above all else. I wasn't marrying a pastor. I was marrying a salesman. Man could sell just about anything to anyone, and I found that inspiring. I knew in my heart that whatever product he put his mind to selling, he would sell. And the product he chose to run with just happened to be God. Okay. Am I a believer? I mean, look, Dan knows how I feel, and I don't know that the parish would particularly appreciate finding out, but truth is, it's like I always say, the Waltons don't shop at Walmart. It's just what they sell. Verdict will be right back after a word from our sponsors. And now we continue with Verdict. Next time you meet with Dan Hawthorne, see if you can get him to discuss his faith. Can you map the Clemens Lincoln dealership in shallow water? He said to call ahead and make sure that's the location he's at today, and I want to see if we have time to stop for lunch on the way. Calling now. And re-listen to the original interview. I didn't pick up on it being a sales pitch in our first meeting. Could be that it's learned behavior so ingrained over time that it now reads as authentic. He's there. Well, great. We'll see you guys shortly. Thanks. We good? Yeah, he's there. Great. Recording? We are on. Okay. And you definitely have his release. 
Yeah, he emailed a PDF back to me last night. He did? I mean, no. It came from an assistant's email, but we have it, so we are good to go. Okay. It's just, I don't know how much we'll be able to hear him out on the driveway since it's so windy. But just in case he tries to cut us off and keep us outside, I don't want to miss anything. Just speak like you're trying to be heard over the wind and I'll catch it. Okay. Let's go. Hey guys, what can we do for y'all today? We're here to see Mr. Clemens. Perfect. Let me see if I can get him for you. Believe he's on a call, but just give me one second, okay? Thank you. Mr. Clemens is ready for y'all, if you'd like to follow me. Pleasure to meet you, Mr. Clemens. My name is Abigail Kaplan. This is my assistant, Sam Kinney. I want to thank you for taking the time to meet with us today. I'm sure you're very busy. Have a seat. Quite a showroom you have here, Mr. Clemens. I understand you built this business from the ground up. Miss Kaplan, are you trying to soften me up? No, sir. I, I just... I invented just about every game you're about to try to play. Fair enough. I agreed to meet with you today. Signed your damn form, but... Truth be told, I can't for the life of me figure out what we're all doing here. Well, Mr. Clemens... You can go back to calling me sir... I prefer that. Not a problem. Sir, what we are doing here is closing the gaps in a story which, from the outset, has left people, namely law enforcement, with a ton of questions because the story they were given never made a whole lot of sense. Hmm. Then let me put this another way. My son was murdered. Well, yeah, the very reason I'm trying to get to the bottom of let this... Let me finish... My boy's been lying face up in the refrigerator of the coroner's office like nothing more than a piece of evidence in an ongoing investigation. The very same day he was killed, the killer marches into the sheriff's department, signs a full confession for the murder of my boy. Three months later, there's a sophisticated lady from the government in my office asking me questions because she needs to tie up loose ends. Just to be sure. Now, if my son was white, if he had his throat cut by a black kid who left him to bleed out, we wouldn't be waiting to find out if he was going to get a death sentence. Hell, you want to talk about confession? He wouldn't have gotten 50 feet from the sheriff's department before they gunned him down like a dog in the street. And we'd all be reading a story in the news about resisting arrest. Mr. Clemens, sir, out of respect for everything that you've just shared with me, and as the only statement I can make as a show of agreement with a lot of the points you've raised, I'm going to suggest that we put a pin in the interview for today. I, I really do appreciate you giving us your time, and though I'm sure you're sick of hearing it, I'm genuinely sorry for the loss of your son. By all accounts, he sounds extremely special.
I ran into her the other day. At the store. I was in the checkout line and she came over. Out of nowhere. I'm sorry, who did you run into? Chris's mom, Jeannie. What did she say? Told me she was sorry. Just like you did. That my son was special. Had tears in her eyes too, but... I'd guess they weren't for me or mine. The reason she came over there was... She wanted to tell me how we both lost a son, but... Here's the piece she forgot to factor. She can visit with him. See his face. Look into his eyes. She can call him. Hear his voice. And if he asks for help, she can answer. She can still do everything in her power to protect her boy. I hear my boy calling. Every time I close my eyes. But I can't protect him. No, ma'am. When that woman makes the journey up to Huntsville to watch her son lay down on a gurney and close his eyes for the last time, maybe then she can come and talk to me about losing a son. Verdict will return in a moment. And now, back to Verdict. If I could find a way to get people to put as much faith in the world surrounding their phones as they put in the phones themselves, we'd start seeing all the reasons they have faith again. Have Sam set up a follow-up interview with Pastor Dan. Something's not sitting right with me about this guy at all. Not just you, I assure you that. Hey. I just got a call from Jason Hawthorne. Yes? What'd he say? Where's he at? I told him I'd have you call him back in the next 15, 20, just in case he needed the time, but basically, he's by the phone. Perfect. I'm almost back at the hotel. I'll call from my room. Okay, call me the second you get off. Will do. Jason, this is Abby Kaplan. You spoke to my assistant a moment ago. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for reaching out. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while now, and I'm actually driving, so I hope you can forgive me by cutting right to the chase, but... Not a problem. Fire away. Why did you separate from your family? <laughs> well, um... Long story short... I needed to get out. And the long story long? (sighs) Me and my father were never going to see eye to eye on how I wanted to live my life. He was never going to accept me for who I was because it differed from who he is. And he thinks his children exist only as an extension of himself and his beliefs. So, do you think he shunned you because you don't believe in God? Oh, I believe in God. Absolutely, I do. I'm not sure I follow. I thought that was where the fault line lay. 
The problem was that I refused to believe in his idea of God. Do you mind explaining the difference? Sure. So, what I believe in is universal creative force. I believe that flows through all living things. And you either live in alignment with it and experience flow, or you rail against the tide and struggle. Okay. My father, on the other hand, he believes in a man in the clouds, looking down on all of us and judging how we live our lives. Those who pray right, those who feel enough guilt and shame to live in a constant state of repentance, they'll be rewarded. And those who don't, cast out for eternity. And by those who don't, you mean you? I guess I do, ma'am. Sounds like you've thought about this a great deal. Yep. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but that man's voice still dogs every step I take. Proving him wrong is the reason behind just about everything I do. Well, if it's any consolation, that's true for just about every man I've ever met. <laughs> well, that's kind of you to say, but... The story he preaches about the man in the sky... He doesn't believe that for a second. I'm sorry, just so I understand. Are you saying you don't think your father believes in God? No. He believes in God. What I'm saying is... He is the God he believes in. Can we talk about Chris for a minute? I, I don't know if you're allowed, but... I was kind of hoping you might tell me how he's doing. He's okay. We've only met up once now, but I mean, look. He's understandably pretty terrified, but... I think he's figuring out a way to stay afloat in the midst of all of it. I can hardly imagine how he's coping on the inside. Guys like him don't tend to fare all that well in places like that. What do you mean, guys like him? <sighs> you didn't pick up on it, huh? I'm sorry, I don't follow. I mean, look. It's not like he ever came right out and said it to me, but... I'm his big brother. I watched him grow up. And, and don't get me wrong. I love him to death. Miss the hell out of him, too, but... I mean... Look, I don't know. He just... How to put this? Chris don't like girls. Chris likes boys. What? No, Chris has a girlfriend. You were gone before she came along, but... Forgive me, ma'am, but... Were they having sex? And is he claiming that to be for religious reasons? Miss Kaplan, I grew up at the dead center of that same Christian community. And not one of the guys I grew up with held true to that rule. I know. Makes perfect sense that Chris took some poor girl hostage to be his girlfriend. Kid would do anything to keep my father from finding out the truth. 
I'd go as far as to say, if he did kill that boy, Duchesne, it's because he found out. And Chris was just trying to protect his secret. I mean, if he shunned me because I couldn't pretend to share his image of God, imagine what he'd do to Chris if he found out he was gay. Worse than any penitentiary. That's for damn sure. Chris knows it too. Jason, I have to go, but I want to thank you for your candor. Are you available to talk again? I may have some follow-up questions. Uh, I'm here. Happy to help. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Holy shit. I can't believe I missed it. We need to start looking at this case from the point of view that Chris is guilty. Really? What'd you find? Motive. On the next episode of Verdict. What does it even matter? Really, like, how is that even relevant? I don't know why in the hell she was dating him. I definitely heard that rumor at one time, but... I don't know who from. I just figured he was a weird dude who had one friend in the whole world. Chris isn't what you think, and he didn't do what he says. Does it not occur to you how unprofessional it would be for me to have that kind of conversation with a student? Look, the ones who are struggling with issues around identity, they go through a program that helps them get back on track. What is it? Pack up the recording gear. I told you she knew something. Verdict is a Cavalry Audio original production, presented in partnership with iHeartMedia. Produced by Brandon Morgan and Casey Wayland. Written by Sam Scott. Directed by Casey Wayland. Executive produced by Dana Brunetti and Keegan Rosenberger. Casting by Eisenberg Beans Casting. Recorded at Unison Music in Los Angeles. Starring... Steph Tolev as Abigail Kaplan. Brandon Bro as Sam Kinney. Tyee Tillman as Devon Clemens. Jessica Lancaster as Jeannie Hawthorne. Kaylee Stallings as Addie Hawthorne. William Leon as Jason Hawthorne. Gloria Mumrov as Peyton. And I'm Michael Swan. Additional voices by Preston Dupree, Carrie Van Auken. Editing and sound design by Joey Jordan. Mastering by Victoria Cheng. Post-production supervisor, Victoria Cheng. Script supervisors, Joey Jordan and Michael Dean Wilkins. Thank you for listening to this Theater for the Mind.